Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free, free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And welcome to all the listeners that um, listen in from around the globe. And it's great to have you here and it's great to be doing another Manifesting the Life You Want show because our reality is about energy. It really is. And that's, you know, really my big mission is to allow people to understand just how powerful you are and how this is not about the outside, this is about the inside. And when you change the inside, you change everything on the outside. So just a little bit of a mention about the show last week, which um, look has had a really, really great following, and it was an absolute pleasure to do the show last week, which was interviews with ladies that have gone through narcissistic abuse. And I really, really urge you that if you haven't listened to that show yet, you can pick it up in archives on Blog Talk Radio or you can actually go into the radio link on my website which is melanietoniaevans.com and you can listen to that interview. I know a lot of you have been passing it on to women that are really suffering in abusive relationships because it really is a template that can allow you how you can heal and empower and get out of that emotional holocaust and really, really become the person you've always wanted to be and create the life you want to be. So that's very, very much about manifestation as well. It really, really is. Well, this show today is about boundaries, which is absolutely one of my favorite topics and I don't think that I could ever do these shows enough. And I have done other shows on boundaries and I really wanted to come back and work through boundaries again with the listeners because boundaries are everything. They're just an enormous part of our life and most definitely there are men that struggle with boundaries but the truth of the matter is that boundaries for females has been a huge issue and a huge problem and we've absolutely been created by society to have deficient boundary function. Also too, we've had to hand over our power to survive in our previous uh, existence as women on the planet and we're really fortunate that we're coming into a time of co-creative consciousness which means so within, so without and we can honour and line up with our integrity, our vibration and create our reality in life which is so much about boundaries. So in this show, this is the description of this show, it is true that self-belief and boundaries are extremely connected. People that suffer with having little belief or self-esteem are the people that have deficient boundary function and you're going to learn why in this show. By listening to this show, you're going to understand the vital connection that is essential to feel safe in the world and that the knowing that with some self-adjustment that you can expand out into the world and create the life you truly want to have. How can we create a better connection of self-belief and better boundary function? How can we get to the place where we know that we can trust and look after ourselves emotionally as well as practically regardless of what life does or doesn't throw at us? 
How can we know that when we start believing in ourselves that life, others and circumstances will start to reflect that also? So please know that if you've got any questions or if you want to ring into this show with any questions, you can certainly ring in and the number if you're in the USA is 347-989-1262 and if you're outside the US, you just need to put a 1 in front of that number and of course dial your country's exit code first. And the chat room is open if people want to go in the chat room and I'll be looking uh, at that during the show. So if you have any questions or comments, you can certainly put that up in the chat show as well. Okay. So the truth of the matter is we have not had enough education on boundaries. We don't go to school and we don't get taught boundaries as curriculum, which is actually incredibly sad. And you know, I, I, I really look at the futility of that sometimes and it just astounds me because we're not taught human self-skills that are just so essential for all of life. But the good thing is, and for people that are listening in, you're obviously wanting to improve your life, you're wanting to improve your circumstances, you're wanting to get into self-empowerment, and you're wanting to change things. So the great thing is, is that we can, as adults, we can access information, and we can actually make it a mission to start applying it in our life, and applying that self-development and our healing to ourselves in order to do that. The great thing about that is that we get to touch other people's lives as well and specifically our kids because a, a really big realisation for me that I understood in my life is that when I had very little or no boundaries, my son also had very little or no boundaries. And when I actually grew into understanding and applying boundary function, what I saw was that my son moved up into that energy with me. And that was without prescribing, that was without lecturing. And there's two reasons for that, and one of them is a very practical reason. The practical reason is monkey see, monkey do. And the other reason is very, very energetic. And as women, you need to realize something that is very important and very, very special is that we have wombs. We're actually creators. And our children came out of our wombs. Their energy is very, very connected to our own energy. So when we shift in our energy, they shift as well. Now I know that might sound really ethereal and we can't see that energetic connection and it's not tangible and it's not practical. Nevertheless, it exists and it is incredibly powerful. And when you start realizing that you are a manifester, you are a creator, we always have been. It just The question really isn't, are you a manifester? Yes, you are. We all are. The question is, what are you manifesting? So when we become conscious beings, we can get onto consciously understanding energy and start applying that consciously for positive empowering alignments and then we start seeing the results that play out very, very quickly in life. So in description of boundaries, and I'm just going to give you the simple description of what boundaries actually are. Boundaries define who we are and they actually establish what is me and what isn't me. Now the information that I'm going to be going through with you today is information that's actually in my Empowered Self e-course and it's Module 6 which is the first, uh, the first module of three on boundaries and it's actually very, very applicable to this show today, what we're going to be going through with this. So what boundaries do, boundaries create ownership and protection of ourselves. So we can understand that with the tangible things in our life like our cars, our homes, our bank accounts. Now if they don't have boundaries around them, that would be a free-for-all. So you know, we don't come home and find a tribe of people in our house helping themselves to our fridge and our TV. We don't have our bank accounts exposed to all and sundry so that people can just take money out. We don't leave our cars unlocked in the street or the keys in the ignition so that people can just drive off in it. But we haven't, so we've all understood the tangible need for boundaries with the practical things in our life. And this is where, as a society, we've been sadly, sadly lacking. Because we've looked at things through a logical, practical, tangible head level, but not on a vibrational, emotional level. 
So we all know and most women know that there have been times when we have felt emotionally wrung out, we felt drained, we felt violated, we felt like we can't say no, and we felt really out of sorts. We felt uncomfortable with something, we felt pain with something, we felt that we haven't had our needs met. Now all of those things are to do with boundaries. So boundaries are about our personal, emotional, vibrational security. Now of course, personal boundaries can get violated physically. You know, you might be abused and beaten up or you may have things stolen from you and all those sorts of things. So all of that is to do with boundaries as well, obviously. And of course there are certain things that we can't control in life, but we certainly can control ourselves and the interesting thing is, is when we start controlling our vibration and aligning with that and we start backing that, then the things in, in life change. Now in my previous self, I've absolutely come from the belief that I'm unsafe, that I can't look after myself and the world is a big, bad, scary place. Now I used to have all sorts of weird things happen to me. Weird. You know, I, ha I was randomly punched and attacked in, in a city street by this crazy person that had broken out of an asylum. And that's a true story. And I used to have all these weird and wonderful, really freaky, scary things happen to me, not just in my personal life, in a really random way as well. And of course, that was supplementing to me the proof, the validity of that belief that I'm unsafe in the world. So it was a real chicken egg experience. My beliefs were that, life delivered me that, and then I went to myself, well, I'm right. And the truth is we are always right. Whatever your belief is about any topic in life, you're going to be right. You are such a powerful manifester. You bring to you exactly what your beliefs are. And that's what these shows are all about, all of the shows I do. Okay, so when we look at boundaries, there's one thing that we really have to understand, that boundaries are about self-responsibility. They are, and if we're going to go on a spiritual, which is an energetic vibrational, I'm not talking about having crystal balls and wonky tarot tables, I'm talking about being a vibrationally responsible being and that is a spiritual journey. Now if you want to be on a spiritual self-mastery journey, it requires self-ownership. And self-responsibility means creating and enforcing our own boundaries because frankly it's no one else's job. They are not you, your vibrational being. You are your vibrational being. So we are the only person who has a responsibility to keep ourselves safe and aligned in our own truth. Now if other people add to this, it's a bonus. The beautiful thing is, is that when you get it straight that it's your responsibility and you make it your mission to align with your vibration and your truth and you know it's not selfish and in fact you learn with boundary function, you actually learn that you serve not just yourself but all of life in win-win ways. By doing so, you're actually a correct vibrational being in this life. By, by honoring your vibration, you know then the beautiful thing is that you are going to receive more of the same from life. So very much for women, it's about realizing that if we don't respect and love ourselves and back our truth, nobody else is going to. You are not going to receive that from anybody outside of yourself because quite frankly it is not their job and it's a vibrational impossibility when you understand manifestation so within, so without. So when we've had crummy boundaries and a lot of women do and mine were atrocious, I was always pointing the finger to the outside and saying, well it's your responsibility to look after me, it's your responsibility to do the right thing by me. So you know, I was really moaning and sniping and unhappy and emptied out and angry and I was really trying to make people outside me responsible for my own emotional vibrational integrity and that is an energetic impossibility. So if you recognize that you've been playing that game as I was too, you need to let go 
of your focus on the outside because that equals how to lose. It's an exhausting game with no results and you need to let go and what you actually really need to do is start blessing the situations and the experiences outside of you, not personally, within yourself. Thank you for showing me what I need to heal within my own boundaries because that's why I've put you in my experience. Now that is spiritual self-mastery because immediately that gets you out of your ego, out of judgment, out of victim and back into self-responsibility. Now when you're in ego and judgment and victim, you are powerless. You've handed your life over to outside experiences because what you're saying is this outside experience needs to change for me to feel aligned. You've got to wait for it to happen. And energetically, it is not going to happen because it's an energetic impossibility. So when you bless it, thank it, and know it's showing you what you need to heal, you can let go of your focus on that person, that situation that's not providing you with the responsibility to yourself and come home to doing the work on where you really need to do it. So when I did that, it completely turned my life around. The women that I viewed and facilitated and worked with that do that, it has completely turned their life around too. And the relief and the empowerment starts coming very, very quickly. So now if we're really confused about this ownership and our perimeters of self and aligning with our truth, it's really safe to realize others are going to be very confused about where our boundaries do or don't lie as well. So people are going to cross them. Maybe even nice people will cross them because they're not mind readers. They're not assuming. And we can all, especially when we're really giving loving nice people, and I did a show not long ago on about why do empaths attract narcissists. If you're struggling with boundaries, that is a really great show for you to listen to because we can get very, very righteous in that, you know, I'm a loving, giving person. I always consider other people and then we get really, really upset when other people don't provide the same back. Now, the thing is, if you are not clear with boundaries, you're expecting other people to assume and mind read and all of that sort of thing and quite frankly it's not their job. If they're crossing your boundaries it's because you're not clear about your boundaries and you're not upholding your boundaries. How can we expect other people to honour us when we're not honouring ourselves? We can't. It's, and it actually is really immature boundary function for us to believe that they should. And we are playing entitlement and we are playing expectations and entitlement and expectations are not healthy for anybody. So this confusion can create great pain and even devastation in our life until we clear it up. Okay, so we really got to think about the link between boundaries and violation. And it is a simple rule of thumb. If our boundaries are poor, we're going to be continually violated. So it's usually the same sort of people that have families that run roughshod over them, have controlling, demanding partners, have bosses that are inappropriate, that have friendships that are one-way friendships. What tends to happen is, and it might show up in our personal love relationships the most, it certainly did for me, that's where my boundaries were absolutely smashed to pieces because I didn't have any. But I had to admit that in every single area of my life I was struggling with boundaries. I wasn't speaking up, I wasn't honouring myself, I wasn't backing myself and there were so many areas in my life that I was continually handing my power over and what was happening with all of that is just this horrible, horrible phenomena where if my self-esteem was draining out through holes through myself. So if you were to imagine a ship, and you were to imagine a ship has got a hull, and that hull provides integrity. Now what happens if that ship's hull gets compromised? It leaks. It leaks and it sinks. So what happens is if we don't have boundary function, we don't have integrity, we have holes in our boundaries. So what happens is we start taking in the inside world and we make it about us. So somebody's poor behaviour, somebody's uh, issues, you know, as sensitive, as empaths, you may feel like everybody's problem's your problem, you feel weighed down with it. And what happens with those holes is the bad stuff gets in, 
And the good stuff, which is your self-esteem, which is your job, starts leaking out. So it equals how to lose in as far as taking in the bad and losing the good. And boundaries, are, there is such a huge connection with boundaries, anxiety and depression. And anxiety is taking on the bad and making it about you. Depression is losing the good and leaking it out outside of yourself and losing self-esteem. And both of those things play off each other and they both relate to each other. And it is all to do with boundaries. All to do with boundaries. So when you don't feel safe in the world in regard to not taking on the bad and to losing the good, you are going to have anxiety and depression and it's because you don't have good boundary function. So, so self-esteem is what our boundaries protect. Absolutely. So if we were to think of self-esteem and I'm really going to go into manifesting vibrational energy and truth here. What this self-esteem is, it is defined as source energy. It's life force. It's our connection to life source and all that is. It's our own ability to have well-being. It's our own ability to unconditionally love, support, encourage ourselves, be our own best friend. And it doesn't mean being an island. It doesn't mean that you've got yourself and you've got nobody else because you are everybody else. If you don't have yourself then you have experiences with other people that are not going to add to your self-esteem. They're actually going to pull your self-esteem down even further than where it is with yourself initially. So that's the dichotomy. It's a divine dichotomy of life. Is To have self, is to have others, is to have a good experience with life. So what it translates to is if I'm at one with myself, I'm in the best possible position to be at one with life and others. If you're not at one with yourself, you cannot be at one with life and others. So to be at one with self is to know your connection, your connection to self. And I call it source energy. I, I call it source energy which is life force, which is creation, which is truth. You may call it God energy if you're religious. You may call it universe, the universe if you're spiritual. They are all the same thing and they are actually your true self. So you are all of those things. All of those words are interchangeable including you in that. So when we have this inner true self, that's really my word for it is true self. Okay, when we have true self, we have well-being and we have a healthy self-esteem. If we have firm, assertive and clear boundary walls, we're able to retain this well-being regardless of what life or others are or aren't doing. And that puts us in a beautiful position in life because when we're in that position in life, because we already are a source of our own well-being, we can choose really appropriately. And life is all about that. It's about choices. It's about decisions. It's about what is my reality, what isn't my reality. And when we have clear boundaries, we know what is or isn't. So what we get to do, we get to choose what is my reality as the information stands at that point and we get to reject what isn't my reality wherever the information is at that point. So we get to be fluid in life. We get to be able to make choices as the information is presented as to what is or isn't my truth. And the good thing about clear boundary walls is we're not actually attracting our deficiencies because what happens is the stuff that we haven't cleaned up, that we don't have boundaries about, we will attract it, fight with it, and try and fix it and make it responsible for our own unhealed parts. And that's a very, very common phenomenon when we don't have clear boundaries is that the things that we're not clear on, that we're not aligned on, that we're not resolved on, we keep attracting them in. They absolutely violate our boundaries because we didn't have boundaries on those issues. We had holes in our boundaries on those issues. So they come into our experience. We connect to them with our experience. And rather than taking responsibility for cleaning up our own inner experience on that, we expect that deficient thing to fix it for us. 
So the pain keeps coming until eventually we come back to where we need to be, which is cleaning up the experience within ourselves. So if somebody was to say to you, you know, you have holes in your boundary, I'll give you an example and it's an example I use that women can understand. You may have holes in your boundaries in relation to men that cheat. Okay, and there are a lot of great men out there that don't cheat. There really is. I know plenty of them. But, you know, a lot of women can have the consensus that men play up. That's what men do. Now, if you believe that, what it means is that you're not aligned with your truth and you get to decide your truth. Your truth is not dictated by the outside world. It is not. Now, if you are not aligned, now the truth, your truth is what you want, is you want a monogamous, committed, genuine guy. That's your truth. Now, if you're not in the belief and the knowing on that, you've got a hole in your boundary wall related to that. So what is going to happen is your belief is men cheat. You have a charge on it. You have pain on it. You have things in your past that have been your experience or your mum or your dad and you've never healed that. It still hurts. It still makes you feel vulnerable and unsafe in the world. So you're going to attract a man that cheats. Or you're going to attract a man that doesn't and you're going to think he does, you're going to have a lot of fear around it and eventually you're going to manifest it because he'll run off with another woman because you don't trust him. So that's going to be your experience. That's a hole in your boundary wall. So a hole in your boundary wall is any false belief, false, I don't care what life has presented you, a false belief is something you don't want because you are the creator of your reality, not the outside world. The outside world looks like it's been creating your reality, but it hasn't. So that's what a hole in your boundary wall looks like. That's what it feels like. And that's the reality that it brings. Now also too, that hole in your boundary wall, even in regard to you not manifesting that experience, let's say you know, you're at home and you're, you're single and you haven't had a guy in your life for a while, so you haven't actually attracted it in, you're not experiencing it. But... That On that topic, because you've got a hole in your wall, in other words, a false belief that isn't aligned with the belief that you want, you're leaking out self-esteem anyway. So every time you think about love, you're having this painful reoccurring feeling. And this painful reoccurring feeling is the pain of your past and the fear of your future. You're not in integrity and you're not in self-esteem on that particular topic because of that hole in your boundary wall. So that's what's going on. So your mission in life is not to hunt around or hope to stumble on a guy that is monogamous or, you know, like really try and get that, do the doing on that, do the doing, you know, go out and try and fix that, make that happen. That's impossible. That is impossible. Your mission on this topic is to change your inner belief and close that hole in your boundary wall in regard to that topic. Then, then what will happen is you're going to go out into life and if you've still got a little gap, you're going to meet somebody that maybe has got that tendency and what you're going to do is you're going to make empowered choices. You're going to take your time. You're going to look at this person's history. You're going to observe, not with fear, with observation in regard to making a great choice. Just like you were buying a car or a house or whatever, you're going to take the emotion out of it. You're going to go, there's a connection. I'm attracted to you. You look great. I'm going to take my time. And I'm going to really be aware of my past patterns and where I've gone wrong and where I've made poor choices. And I'm going to make sure I don't do that again. So you're going to be in the best possible position to make an empowered choice. Now, because your reality, your self-esteem is on monogamy, I can feel it, I know it, I know that there are men that commit and connect and are monogamous, you already are that vibration. You're heading into it. So it's going to be really, really easy for you to reject something that isn't that. You're not going to trip up again. And if you do trip up, you'll pull it up very quickly and you'll go, this isn't my reality, I'm clear on this. I know this, I feel this, I'm not going to go backwards, I'm not going to go back to grade two now that I'm in grade six. There's no need to do that because you've firmed up your boundary wall. So we can start to understand what's going on when we're playing the same patterns over and over again. So your mission is, and always with belief systems, belief systems work like this. 
when the pain and the charge is still in your body, when the, the pain of the past, the fear of the future is in your body, you need to clear that. Now, the best ways to clear that are vibrationally. Okay, now if you want to do it vibrationally, what you need to do is you need to be journaling, you need to be working on yourself. You need to possibly go and see a healer and get some body shifts done. I love quantum freedom healing, you know that, I talk about it all the time. That's what I do and that's how I work on myself and that's how I work on other people. You know, so that is a fantastic option for you. But if you're not prepared to do that or you don't want to do that for any particular reason, you know, you can work on yourself and working on yourself means that you need to do journaling. You need to actually get into those old belief systems and find a way to release them, let them go. So it's like you need to take that rusted old wreck out of your garage. You need to back it out and get rid of it and take it to the tip so that you can drive the new belief into the garage. You cannot drive a new belief into your garage while the old one is blocking the path. So it needs to be out with the old, in with the new. So things like, you know, letting it go. You need to let it go. And if that means writing down your false beliefs, getting up and out your pain, and you can do that in certain ways. You can do it with forgiveness processes, which are in my forgiveness ebook. Or you know, or you may want to look at really seriously doing this empowered self e course, which you can journal through, you can work through all of the things that are in that to release and replace. But that's what you do because once you get it on an inner level, then you're going to start creating it on an outer level. Your inner is your outer. The more you accept that, the easier it becomes, and the less you hold life and others responsible for your inner vibration, which quite frankly never works. So what happens is when we have a true inner self, we've got source energy going, we've got well-being and we've got healthy self-esteem regardless of what life or others is or isn't doing. We start to feel unlimited, we start to really realize that I'm in life, I'm connected to all of life and there are unlimited possibilities, permutations and opportunity. I have, you know, like it's like being a kid in a candy shop. And you go, well, these things are really yucky. I don't like aniseed. But, you know, I really, really love chocolate eclairs. So, you know, I can leave the aniseed alone and I can line up with the chocolate eclairs. And there's everything in between here as well. My goodness, you know, why do I have to muck around with the aniseed and try and change it into a chocolate eclair? I don't. So that's what healthy, healthy self-esteem brings. It brings the knowing that you are the force in the world that's creating your reality and it is not reliant on what a specific person is or isn't doing. And in fact, that is a complete illusion. So we start to lose those illusions. And gosh, it feels good because it feels like freedom. And when we've got the freedom and we're no longer playing with our boundary wall holes and dragging in the bad and making it about us, when we get rid of all of that stuff going on, you fill with light. You fill with life force. You fill with the knowing that you are the creator and then life starts really taking off for you because the real true thing about manifestation is the feeling needs to precede the creation Every single time, if you can't feel it, if you can't know it, if you're not full of it, then you're not going to create it on the outer. And the great thing about feeling, knowing and being full of it, full of that energy, it actually feels like you've got it even before it physically turns up. So you need to be it for it to come. You need to become the knowing, the feeling of what you want. Because when you're that, life has got no way out but to supply you with what you're aligned with. Because life's always been doing that. Always. So you can consciously create and align and you get to feel so darn good in the meantime that nothing else is your reality. You just become the reality you want to create. So if we were to have a look and, and understand a model with depleted self-esteem and well-being, okay, the first model that we talked about connected to source energy and self-esteem, it would be like looking at a circle that has got 
a, a clear boundary wall. The hull has full integrity. So when we're looking at depleted self-esteem, we're looking at a wall that's got lots and lots of holes in it. So what happens is, and we begin this as kids, and, you know, really my belief is we bring it in from past lives, and I've had that confirmed to me so many times without any doubt to myself. But if we wanted to look at it as, you know, a more practical application, children, we can understand as children, we're in a very immature phase. We've put the focus on and we've got our emotional attachments to things outside of ourselves. So as little kids, we're really defining ourselves from our environment. So we're very, very codependent and we're not in our power. Some children are naturally in their integrity than others. Kids that are very, very sensitive tend to have more holes in their boundaries and that was definitely, definitely me. So, and that's a lot of women. So as adults, the thing is we have the ability to choose not to take on our outside and make it about us, which creates that really vicious cycle of I'm not safe in the world, these things happen to me from the world. We take it on, we have those beliefs and then those beliefs keep, keep it going. So it's just this vicious cycle. So if we've got holes in our boundary walls, we identify ourselves with disharmonious people or problems surrounding us. Therefore, by focusing on those negative aspects outside of ourselves and taking them on personally, we just open up more and more gaps in our boundary walls and we're leaking out the valuable self-esteem and well-being and we're taking in all of the bad. So this boundary function is not effective and it is not mature and it's not assertive. So a person with lots of gaps in their boundaries is going to be very, very controlled by life and others, will be overly sensitive and will react immaturely to problems in their life. So what they're either going to do, so they're going to react, and it's either going to be an external reaction or an internal reaction. And the external reactions are, are victimized feelings, and they can be very much about anger or poor me or helplessness, and like the codependent traits that we can do to try and get other people to change to fix the way that we feel. Or if it's internalized, it'll be internalized into things like depression, I'm not good enough, I've got to try harder. And whichever way you go, it's very, very disadvantageous. So it's important to understand sensitivity in the form of empathy and knowing what to do to assist is a strength, not a weakness. However, it's a weakness to be fragile and volatile in the face of problems that concern us or to hand over our power to our own self-sacrifice. That is not empowered action. So therefore fretting, worrying, obsessing and attempting control at the uncontrollable, which is anything on the outside. Anything that is outside your boundary wall is absolutely out of your control. Logically, physically, it is out of your control on a human level. The interesting thing is, is when you come home to self-empowerment, you actually understand how much control you have over your environment by being in control over your alignment and your boundaries. Because what happens in your environment is things will either step up to match your truth or they'll step out. So therefore you get to actually control and create an environment that is your truth. The other way you never do. So, so I'm going to give you a boundary checklist. So for the people that are actually listening into this, what I want you to do, I want you to have a pen and paper and I just want you to either put a yes or a no to these questions and what we're going to do is we're going to total them up at the end of this list. So but my first question, and this is just to check how deficient your boundaries may be and it's really good to just own this and really go, oh my goodness, I remember when I first did boundary checklists, I nearly fell over as to how deficient my boundaries were. So let's start with this. So do you attract criticism, persecution and lack of support? Yes or no? Do you feel anxious and on edge a lot of the time? Do you stress about things that don't go to plan? Do you feel depressed, exhausted and unsupported? Do you have a high tolerance for inapplicable situations and people? Do you fight and hook into inapplicable situations and people? 
Do you tolerate aspects of your life that you know don't match your values? Do you often feel that your needs are not being met? Do you feel that if you keep other people happy, that you can be happy? Okay, now what I want you to do, I want you to total up how many you put a yes to. Okay, now if you've got five or over, you really need to look at boundaries. Okay, if you had three to five, well then your boundaries can do with help. Okay, if you had two or under, well then, yeah, you're doing pretty well, but you're still room for improvement. And if you had seven or over, you have got serious problems with boundaries that are going to be affecting so many areas of your life and your self-esteem. You are very, very, uh, it, would be, it would be safe to assume that you suffer from high levels of anxiety and depression from time to time in your life. So I hope that awareness has really helped you. As I said, it was a massive eye-opener for me because I always thought that I was pretty strong and independent and capable. And in so many areas of my life, which is a typical codependent, I was capable. I could fend for myself. I could do all sorts of things. I could look after myself, you know, practically, financially. But I have to tell you, I had terrible boundaries. And a lot of high-functioning, capable codependents do have very poor boundaries. Okay. So our self-identity is just, just, just so important. And the interesting thing is, is that when we really work on having a healthy and mature boundary function, it means that we actually get to be a self. You may have had the experience where you don't know who you are, where you're going through life and you're fitting in with so many things on the outside, but when you stop and you go, who am I? I know with myself, I used to even to the point of I'd be with people and they'd say, well, you know, what would you like to eat tonight? And I'd say, oh, whatever you want. And I just went along with so many people. And really, when it was all said and done, and when you know, I started my self-empowerment journey, I went, who are you, Melanie? The truth was I'd never known. I'd never asserted it. I'd never made it a priority. I'd never done things for me. And I'd never learnt how to have preferences, have uh, the things I wanted to do in my life aligned to them and for me to give to me. I just didn't know who that was. So... If we've got leakages of self, if we've got holes in our boundary walls, what happens is our sense of identity is very, very compromised. And as a result, we will be trying to define ourselves from outside of ourselves, from our environment. So what this results in is seeking approval, trying to impress, or being overly concerned about what other people think about us. So most definitely when we're in abusive situations that we're hooked into, what we're actually trying to do is force and change that other person to approve of us because we're not approving of ourselves. And that's what it's about. If we have a lot of gaps in our boundaries, we'll also tend to be very judgmental and have high expectations in regard to life and other people. And I talked about that righteousness before, that what we'll actually do those parts of ourselves that we're not taking responsibility for, we're going to look to the outside and we're going to put the blame on other people because we want them to take responsibility for us. So if our sense of self requires filling, then we will try to control our environment with either aggression or manipulation in order to seek the supply of good feelings that we aren't creating for ourselves. So even giving to get can be a sense of manipulation. If I make everybody else happy, well then they might start providing me back with energy to feel okay about me. Or what we might want to do is if we're feeling particularly insecure, is we can try with aggression to actually get those things. So we're either going to be aggressive or passive aggressive. 
and it leads to immature behavior when we don't get what we want or when we're feeling insecure or empty. The more gaps in the boundary, the less a sense of self and the less ability to control emotional reactions and responses to not getting what we want to get. So what happens is if we're in that state, we're going to be often thrown off balance. We're going to be very precariously positioned is into what life is or isn't providing us. And that is precarious because even if we are with people with good resources, they, are, they cannot be loving 24-7. So we're going to feel like, well, if you're not loving me or you're being unlovable in this moment, well, then I'm, I can't, I'm not love, which again is a completely total illusion. So, so it's really important to realize how we can be compromising our self-identity often by relying and licensing people to be a certain way to complete us and provide us with the answers to who I am when those answers are for us to establish and know. And nobody is going to know who we are until we know who we are. And I've worked with a lot of women that have been in relationships where their partner doesn't see them. And if you're not seen, it's because you're not a self. And when these women begin to become a self in their own right, their partner sees them. He's attracted to them. He wants to be with them. I'm not talking about narcissistic relationships, by the way, because with a narcissistic relationship, it doesn't matter what you morph or create within yourself, you're going to be wrong. You're still going to get blamed. I'm talking about in relationships with partners that have got the resources but have simply been reflecting back to that person what they felt about themselves. I'm nothing. I don't know who I am. So what happens in those relationships is the partner is going to find interest and energy, not necessarily playing up, but he's going to have other interests and things outside of the relationship because there's a no self there. There's no interaction. There's no realness there. So we have to be real to ourselves to receive the recognition and the approval of being real from the outside from the outside world. Now I've got another boundary checklist here that I want you to go through. Now with this one, I want you to give an honest answer in regard to these questions and a yes is applicable even if there is only one person or a certain time, even if infrequent, that you may have or do this relevant thought, feeling or action. So if this happens for you, so I'm going to ask you these questions. Do you feel it difficult to identify who you are, what you stand for, and what you will and won't tolerate and back it up with courage and action? Yes or no? Do you often check in with other people in relation to what you do? Do you have trouble trusting your own judgment? Do you seek approval in order to feel worthy? Do you get distressed if other people don't like you, criticize you or express their non-approval? Are you easily impressed by the status of others? Do you believe that other people are more capable, more intelligent, more attractive or better than you? Do you need a supply of attention or company in order to feel good about yourself? Do you dwell on compliments or criticisms and shape your day on them? Do you have trouble spending time on your own? Do you struggle to have your own preferences and go along with what other people want to do? Do you try to change and control people and situations in order to feel happy and safe? Okay, so I want you to add up the number of yeses that you've got there 
Okay, now if you've got over 10, you have seriously need to do work on your boundaries. This is going to be affecting your life in a big way. Okay, if you've got 7 to 10, boundaries definitely need attention. Okay, if you've got 4 to 7, they can do with some extra work and development. Okay, and four and under, you're actually doing pretty well. So there's definitely, definitely a link between codependency and poor boundary function. So as you can probably ascertain, poor boundary function is very responsible for the disease of codependency. And I call codependency a disease, it's, it's the most normal human disease on the planet. Virtually everybody is codependent until they actually do the work on themselves. And it is a disease because codependency leads to disintegration of self. It leads to severe codependency actually leads to physical deterioration and it can actually lead to death. It's a very, very serious situation. If we have gaps in our boundaries, we'll be controlled by life and we're actually going to act in either overt or covert controlling ways to try and fix our environment to fix ourselves. By doing this, we lose ourselves because the more we try to control our environment, the more we lose control, connection, and that fulfillment of self. So by losing self, this leads to anxiety, being tied up in problems and having a great deal of fear in our lives. Poor boundary function is going to lead us into living non-present, which is holding on to the fears of the past and trying to control what happens in the future and possibly spending large amounts of time agonizing in our heads rather than being present with the being and doing right here, right now of our integrity and our truth. So how do we know when we've had a boundary malfunction? How do we know? We know because it feels uncomfortable. It feels like anxiety. It feels like we've all had the experience. Our feelings are incredible. And that's what's been so sad about our society is we've been taught to dismiss feelings. We've been taught to ignore them, escape them, not trust them. And yet our feelings are the language of our soul. That is our internal GPS. That tells us you're on track, you're connected, you're off track, you're disconnected with your true self. So when we're in true self function, we have this, and for those of you that have done work on yourself and have been applying self-empowerment and true ultimate reality truth to come home to true self, you know when you're in true self because it actually feels like you feel immortal, eternal, infinite. It feels like everything is in perfect and divine order. Everything is as it should be. You feel at home because you're in truth. When we're out of that, we're not feeling that. We feel anxiety. We feel depression. We feel violated. We feel all those yucky feelings. Now, the greater the gap between true self and false self the more it hurts. So it's safe to say that if you're a long way from true self on any particular topics, it's going to feel like agony. And that agony is to do with your boundaries because what's happened is either you're taking in those false beliefs that are not your reality and they're compromising, polluting and tormenting your true integrity or you have actually handed over your integrity. You've sold it out to try and fit in to changing or adjusting with something on the outside that isn't your truth. Now, all of those things feel like toxicity because they're not the truth. That's why they hurt. It's all to do with boundaries. So your boundaries are your biggest mission. And when you have a boundary malfunction, it is very, very simple to know you're undergoing a boundary malfunction because you're going to be feeling broken, lonely, angry, distressed, victimized, anxious, unsupported, exhausted, and empty. 
So when we have boundary malfunctions, it's actually really important to get the awareness around it and to understand what your boundary malfunction is. Because think about it practically. If there's something in your car that's breaking, if it's not identified and fixed, it's going to be bro it's going to continue breaking and it's just going to become a small problem that becomes a horrifically big problem. It's the same with our boundary walls. So if we ignore the hurt, if we don't want to look at it, if we just blame ourselves, if we, you know, if we've got our inner child going, "Mum, mum, mum, I feel really bad about this," and we just shove her away and go, "Shut up," you know, or you're an idiot, or whatever she's just going to become manic. And this is what happens with our false belief systems, that if we're not actually doing something about them, they just keep running our life and they get bigger and bigger and bigger. So what we've got to do is identify the times when we feel a boundary malfunction. We've got to listen to the feeling. We've got to listen to that inner child who's feeling unsafe, insecure. She's running a false belief. She's not looking after herself. She's handing her power over. Okay, what's going on? We need to have a look at that. So what we need to do is when we feel the boundary malfunction, we need to stop, we need to bless it. We're actually getting a fantastic opportunity to close up a hole in our boundary wall. So why would we want to miss that opportunity? Because when we close that up and heal that up, we, our whole life's going to change. So go to that feeling and ask it what it's about what it's about. So I'll give, you a, I'll give you an example. So we might have a feeling that when my partner criticizes me, I try to argue with him in order for him to treat me with respect. So the feeling is anger, pain and violation. So what's the boundary issue? He's criticizing me. I'm trying to change his mind on his criticism and trying to force him to respect me. So what is the issue? The issue is I'm taking on his behavior and I'm making it about me. And I'm trying to get his approval. I'm overly concerned with his opinion of me. So healthier options could be there's no need for me to participate in an argument. I can either ignore his words or pull him up nicely and then move on. I could actually say to him, you know, I'll talk to you when you've calmed down and you're respectful. And then leave it and move on and do your own thing. And if it keeps going, leave. Leave until it is that. And maintain your vibration and your knowing and belief in respectful behavior. In, re in reality, you're respecting yourself by doing that. Okay, I can choose another healthier option. I can choose to know who I am and realize that in those moments, he doesn't even mean what he's saying and I'm not going to take it to heart. It's his stuff. It's really not my stuff. I can discuss this issue with him in an assertive, healthy way at a time when he's more receptive to listening. Okay? Now, all of that means I know who I am. This is a moment. So we can really understand that, you know, there is so much more I would have loved to have said about boundaries today. There really is. And I really think that this is an awareness about boundaries that I'm talking about today. I hope that this can really help you. There's... Uh, I would really, really recommend to you that if you know that you're struggling with boundaries, think very, very seriously about sorting it out because it changes everything. I definitely have um, my resource, which is my boundary ebook, and you can actually, and it's very, very affordable. You can actually find that on my website, which is melanietonyrevens.com. And if you go to Empowered Self under ebooks, you will see that ebook. And that is a really, really great starting point for you to start really understanding boundaries, how to align with them, what they are, what's not mine, what is mine, and how to apply them, how to actually go through the set steps of any boundary malfunction in your life to know how to work towards creating a boundary and how to do it in a healthy way. Because you're just going to find incredible differences in your life from doing that. So I highly, highly recommend that. I also really, really recommend that if you really seriously want to get into self-mastery, look at things like Quantum Freedom Healing and look at things like the Empowered Self eCourse, which is an encyclopedia of self-help journaling that I've created that is all about this and so many other aspects in your life in order to line up and really, really become what you want to come in your life. So 
that's it from me. If you've got any questions about the show whatsoever, you can email me at melanie at melanietoniaevans.com and I'd be more than happy to help you and help you with suggestions and what you can do. And, uh, and also, too, really pass this information on to women. I'm just so passionate about women getting their boundaries and getting their life because without them, it is such a struggle. So that's it from me, and um, good morning, good afternoon, or good night to everybody out there, and lots of love, and I'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.